0: positioning yourself for advancement so making sure that you're taking on the roles that are operational, understanding how the business makes money so that you can contribute at a higher level and step into that next level of leadership. I was a single mom and uh, I, I look back at first of all not getting enough help so I think having help and support Um, And being being willing to ask for that help is really, really important. You don't have to do it all yourself. So help outside of work and help inside work, you know, kind of having a buddy so that if you've got to run out and do something for the kids, um, you've got somebody there that's got your back.
1: Welcome to the Mother Honestly podcast. This is your host, Blessing Adesion. Founder and CEO of Mother Honestly. On this show, we interview ambitious women that are thriving in and beyond motherhood. Expect honest and real conversations that will encourage and inspire you to take actions on your dreams. Welcome to the Mother Honestly Podcasts. I'm your host, Blessing Adeshinio, and I'm here today with Cheryl Thompson, who is the founder and CEO of KDS Center for Automotive Diversity, Inclusion and Advancement. And you also have a full-time job, so you, I guess you can tell us a little bit about about that. And just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do and what led you to founding such an amazing organization that um, promotes talent and diversity in the automotive industry.
0: All right, well, Blessing, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I love the work that you and your team are doing. Thank you. It's so needed. Um, a lot of the women I work with, that's one of the things that holds them back is the responsibilities of just being a mother and trying to juggle Everything at home and at work,
1: and and it's it's been an amazing um, you know time here in Detroit, and just getting to know so many of the women that are moms and are trying to rise up in their career, they're trying to start a business, or they're just trying to nurture their ambitions at home. And, you know, we have extended now across the nation and it's just been growing. And it's, I mean, we've been, well almost a year now, I think next month will be one year. Wow. So super excited about that. And, um but let's talk a little bit about you and, you know, what you do and, you know, how you started this exciting organization <laughs> because I'm dying to know. <laughs>
0: yes, yes. Um, So I started off in the automotive industry kind of by accident. Uh, I had my son when I was 18, so pregnant at 17, and was waitressing. Uh, You know, had plans to go to college, but was waitressing Mm -hmm. a way to make money. And my dad was an engineer at Ford Motor Company, and he said, listen, Cheryl, if you're going to waitress, why not try to get a job at Ford? The food service was internal at the time. Okay. And he said, you know, at least you're going to get benefits. Maybe they'll pay for your education. So I went and applied at World Headquarters and they hired me on the spot. Like, can you start right now? (laughs) So I was wearing heels. uh, Yes, like I was wearing heels and a suit. And they said, (laughs) you you know, put an apron on, go start washing dishes. Um, So I did that for a couple of years and they were trying to recruit people into the apprenticeship programs. And I thought electrician, pipe fitter, right? I knew what those were. What? (laughs) (laughs) But they were looking for tool and die makers. I had no idea what that was. I thought I was going to make tools and dye them. And uh, I soon found out that uh, Tool and Die is making the dyes that stamp out car parts, right, like fenders, roofs. Doors, all of that. Oh my goodness! So um, went into the Rouge complex, did a four-year apprenticeship, and this was in the late '80s. So virtually no women. Uh, there was one other woman. I was just
1: going to say that is bold. <laughs> I would be like, um, no, thank you. I yeah. will keep washing dishes. <laughs> but,
0: but you know, when you're a mom and and you've got to make money, true that. It, um, Boy, it was five times the salary that I was making. I didn't have to juggle three or four different jobs, it was just this one job, great benefits, and great experience. It was really a foundation for me getting into engineering. So, kept going to school, got into engineering, so spent time on the vehicle side, the powertrain side at Ford. Um, Ford has been great to me, right? Put me through the apprenticeship program, paid for all of my education, so had a great career at Ford. And then I retired after I got my 31 years and started a business in uh, women's leadership in the industrial sector. So okay. it was really looking at manufacturing and automotive. And I did that for about 10 months, coaching, workshops, kind of small. And I got recruited, um, somebody found me on LinkedIn and I got an opportunity to LinkedIn go work. LinkedIn is amazing. It if you're really listening is. to this,
1: you need to like, we just had a, um, LinkedIn session for um, for mother honestly some of our members and a few of the mom groups we went mm. to the LinkedIn headquarters here in Detroit and I oh. mean it was amazing but I don't mean to cut awesome. you off so no, you, that's okay you found this job yeah. you know through LinkedIn and right. and then you started so what yeah. what is this job about so uh
0: global director for prototype. At American Axle and Manufacturing. Oh my! Yes. Uh, so it was really good for me to go try out a different culture, try a different side of things because I had been on the OEM side. I had never been on the customer side, uh, the supplier side before. I'd always been okay. on the customer side. And
1: OEM is what for those people. Original
0: equipment <laughs> manufacturer.
1: Okay, <laughs> I know it, yeah. but I'm like, okay, just you know, a lot of our a lot of our listeners are not familiar with the automotive industry. So you okay. you now you know. A director mm-hmm. in for for American American Axel and you yeah. are doing great, obviously. And and then you went ahead and started KDS. So can yeah. you tell us what led you to that and why?
0: Right. So I, I had still had the business going, and I started working with a business coach who helped me really get focused. And focus is something that's so important when you're really busy and having the full-time job and having the business so got more focused we launched in October so we started the Center for Automotive Diversity and Inclusion and Advancement and at first we were focused on women we had an event in October in Southfield we had a hundred women come and um, it was fantastic and from there we have a membership community and we offer career advancement uh, because sometimes when you're don't see other people like you in leadership, it can be hard to see a career path going forward. Absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, so we wanted to provide that for for women. And uh, we started, uh, after that event, we had our monthly meetups and we started having men come to the events. Uh, First of all, men who wanted to support women. Um, We even had a man come to support his daughter, which I thought was so cool. He was a retired toolmaker and his, his daughter was an engineer and he said, I'm here to support her. Um, and so, you know, I started looking at it and the our name has the word inclusion in it. And I think that's really so important. I think that's where we need to go next, especially in automotive. It's diversity and inclusion for, for all. We want to make sure that we're really recognizing all of the diversity dimensions. And, you know, just beyond race, ethnicity, and gender, but thinking styles, personality styles, um, and the Generational, yes, a- absolutely. Um, and generations, um, I believe the millennial generation coming up now is going to change our world.
1: Absolutely, <laughs> and, and and we are already. Yes. Um, so I mean, these these all sound like great work. And I mean, I I've heard about Kadia, and I've you know been on your website. I was going to come to the to the conference, um, which I missed because I was out of I was out in New York. But I mean. So what, what are the things that really stood out to you in terms of your um, what you guys offer to the public? You know, the, the women and the men that are now part of KDR that come to these conferences and they're part of this membership community. What are the things that they're getting out of it and how are they using it to level up in their career in the automotive industry?
0: Yeah, so they're getting, first of all, the mindset part of it. You know, I can be a leader. I should be a leader. It's my responsibility to step up as a leader uh... so that is the first thing and really learning to build networks uh... mentors role models advocates community that's a big part so community we have our monthly meetups and it's really a chance for people to support others and um, you know, kind of shifting the mindset of, yes, Correct. I can be a leader. Mm-hmm. And then we get into positioning yourself for advancement. So making sure that you're taking on the roles that are operational, mm-hmm. understanding how the business makes money so that you can contribute at a higher level and st- step into that next le- level of leadership. And then we talk about uh, performance. How do you be an A player? How do you build your team? How do you set a strategic direction? And then we get into how do you balance it all? Um, (laughs) So the work-life integration, how do you set boundaries, how do you manage your energy um, all of that and
1: and that's the part that is most important too, to to mm-hmm. us here right but yeah. honestly because a lot of our moms are you know they're juggling a lot you know mm-hmm. some of us have a full-time job and we are trying to start something on the side we have you know this kids we're pregnant we you know laundry cooking groceries and just just about anything you can imagine under the sun we're doing from swimming to piano lessons yeah. to after school programs yes. and you know weekend activities so what have you you know what what are some of the things that you've kind of learned from your walk around work life balance and integration that you think is relevant to moms that are, you know, maybe some of them are in the automotive industry or maybe some of them are in manufacturing or they are not. And so how what are some of the the things that some of the, the things that you can, you know, share with us around work life balance and, and how women can really um, align their ambitions and their goals around motherhood?
0: Yeah, Um, so I look back a little bit about my journey. I was a single mom and uh, I I look back at, first of all, not getting enough help, so I think having help and support um, and being being willing to ask for that help is really, really important. You don't have to do it all yourself, so help outside of work and help inside work, you know, kind of having a buddy so that if you've got to run out and do something for the kids, um, you've got somebody there that's got your back. Correct. Um, having a good mentor, um, somebody who's really advocating for you, who sees the potential in you, um, because sometimes there's a tendency to hold back and say, nope, not ready, can't do it. Have too much going on. But you know, there's men out there that have kids as well, and they're doing it. So
1: why not? And, and they're doing it because they have help, right? right. So <laughs> Exactly. Because, you know, I, I, I was speaking to a friend of mine and we were talking about how, you know, some men, I mean, a lot of men, you know, the reason they've been able to rise in their career is because they have help at the home, mm-hmm. right? And they have right. these bodies at work, you know, yeah. that, you know, a lot of women don't have the time to really nurture that relationship at work, you know, because you're trying to head out at 4 or 5 o'clock to go pick up your kids. You don't have time to grab, you know, a drink with, you know, another colleague or happy hour and things like that, whereas the men, they have time. They're like, oh, yeah, let's go ahead and do it. I'm going to be home before 730 for dinner with the kids or something like that. And and women are like, OK, I'm going to go home so I can actually get that dinner ready before my husband comes home. So I think, you know, really just understanding that we have that differences. And so, like you said, how do you get ahead of the game by a, asking for help on both sides, right, at mm-hmm. work and at home. And, and when, when we ask for help at, at work, you know, are you, are you seeing that it's best to ask for help from other women or from men or a mixture of both? I think a
0: mixture of both. And, you know, you had a really good point of nurturing those relationships. You have to do that. As women, we tend to keep our heads down. And uh, I think we have this perfectionism Mm -hmm. issue, (laughs) right? We want to do everything perfect. We want to do everything. We don't want other people to think we're not pulling our weight. Correct. But to stand back and look at things and say, wait, what are other people doing? It's okay if I go away from my desk for lunch and go out with the team to start to nurture those relationships, so you are um, eliciting support from soliciting support from men and women. Correct. Both. Correct. Yes. And
1: and you know some of the things that we've you know especially I think there was an article last week around you know women not even talking about having kids at work right. you know pl- basically dumbing down themselves and saying hey you know they never talk about your kids maybe not dumbing dumbing down themselves but literally downplaying yes. i think that's the word downplaying their role as a parent and and people are saying oh, well men don't talk about your kids either so women shouldn't have to but i think that you know like you said i think millennials are starting to shift that those kind of conversations we've seen now that men are asking for paternity leave they're not even waiting for anybody to fight for it they're fighting for it themselves saying we need to be part of our kids life we need to be part of these conversations and if we're not there to nurture our kids from the beginning, how can we ensure that we can be there for our kids, you know, for the rest of their lives, uh, and not just be an absent parent? So that's one. And two, we now have you know women saying we want to talk more about our family at work because you know there shouldn't be two separate things. It shouldn't be that I can no longer I can I can't talk about my kids at work and, you know, downplay that because other men are not talking about it. So maybe we can all start talking about our kids, talking about our family. So I think, you know, connecting all of that back to the whole mentorship thing is having those conversations and saying, hey, you know, Mr. X, Y, and Z, you know, how do you suggest that I go about this? I'm trying to, you know, shift my work schedule around so I can accommodate my kids or I'm trying to do X, Y, and Z. What do you think? How have you done it, you know? Have you been so present in your kid's life? How did you? How were you able to navigate that? I, I, You know, I just need some direction or some advice here. And see where that takes you. I think that might even start those kind of conversations and really help women get ahead in the workplace. Right.
0: Because the generation I came from, we didn't talk our, about our kids at work, right? It was kind of all put to the side and mm-hmm. you just kind of managed everything behind the scenes. But you're completely right. This generation, um, the men are so much more active in their children's life. They want to be part of it. And, uh, you know, I look at companies, uh, Ford Motor Company is a great example. They just t- changed their leave policy okay. and it includes men nice. and uh, yeah, so there's longer paid time off. Men are entitled to it as well. And I think companies that are looking at programs that are gender neutral, it's for everybody this is this is better because if it's just a women's program women can kind of feel like well you know am i going to be looked at differently if i take advantage of this correct versus if the programs are for everybody it it's not such a such a stigma it's anymore exactly. my right? husband
1: and i we actually work for the same company mm-hmm. and um he, i got 16 weeks maternity leave and he got eight weeks um, paternity oh, nice. leave. So you know they were telling him, "Oh, you know his friends were like, oh, are you gonna take it?'" And it was like, "What do you mean? I'm of course I'm going to take my." M-. So apparently, some men are not taking their paternity leave because they don't want to be perceived as you know quote unquote weak. Mm-hmm. And it was like, "Oh no, I plan on absolutely taking my mater- my paternity leave and and you know spending time with my with my new kid, you know my new baby." and and i thought that was powerful right because it's to me i don't want to feel bad that oh i'm gone for 16 weeks it makes me feel much more better that my husband is also gone for eight weeks i'm like well you didn't get to push anything out you know, but you get eight weeks without, ki- you know, without child. That to me is amazing, and and I think a lot of companies are starting to to recognize that. And some are even, like you said, you know, they have a gender gender neutral mm-hmm. parental leave. They're basically saying if you have a kid, you take the eight weeks, right? It doesn't matter what you know what gender you are, eight weeks, sixteen weeks, six months, what what have you, you take it. And I think that's where we need to go as a as a as a as a society, really, so that we can really help women and men, you know, are acclimatized properly to parenting because parenting is art and it's hard to maneuver that with a career, especially a career that you really want to build or, you know, a profession that, you know, you're so invested in, you know, a lot of us spend, like you said, you've spent so many years apprenticeship and Mm -hmm. training and going to school. It's, I mean, it's just hard to leave all of that because you're now a mom, right? Right.
0: (laughs) So true. I've even heard of one company making the uh, paternal leave mandatory <laughs> <That>
1: <laughs> I is don't remember who happen. it was I think yeah. our company is doing that um, mm-hmm. um, now because you know in the beginning some men were like oh no oh no and I were like no like my my husband went to his boss and his boss was like you're taking for your training mm-hmm. I don't even like you have no, no there's, question there's nothing to it was like oh no I plan on taking it and it was like you need to take it and, and I think that it, it, it really needs to be mandatory. Um,
0: yeah. in you know, you look at the the way companies are set up now. They were designed by and for men in the 1950s. Correct. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's the way the times were then. But times are changing now. And I think companies really need to get the feedback of their employees, their stakeholders, and find out, you know, do some focus groups. And, and that's the work that Katie is looking to do, mm-hmm. work more with companies in the people who are responsible for creating policies and systems on you know how do we shift things to meet the demand of the workforce
1: right now. Absolutely, absolutely. I think you guys are doing great work and you had amazing speakers at, at the yeah, conference. Yeah, we had a great
0: event. It was uh, Rev Up 2030 okay. and uh, this one was expanded beyond women. Okay. Uh, so we had uh, uh, Sandy Harvey come in and speak to us about inclusive leadership. She's from Exodus Consulting. Okay. We had Stefan Welch from um, Quicken Loans, talked okay. to us about their diversity and inclusion program. We nice. thought it was great for automotive to Absolutely. learn from the financial services industry. Absolutely. Um, we had Claudia Chan. She was our keynote. Was yes, she was so awesome. Her. Yeah. <laughs> she's the author of This Is How We Rise, and she's the founder of She Summit and She Global, who is also helping companies with diversity and inclusion. She did a great keynote. Um, we had John McElroy come in. Um, he's um, the host of Autoline auto journalist for 40 years. He moderated a panel on next generation talent, which was awesome. We had um, some millennials, and then we had a person from the, I think he's Gen X, um, to talk about what is this new generation bringing into our workforce, mm-hmm. and what does this generation need from companies and leaders? So it was a it was a great, very dynamic discussion. I love
1: that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna have to bug you after this to maybe grab some videos. And, yeah, and we've got all that.
0: the all the videos yeah. Yeah. and um, audio, and the Kadia members get it for it uh, as part of the membership. And nice. I'm happy to share that with you. Awesome. And then I moderated a panel discussion. It was a mixed gender panel on um, how do we overcome obstacles to women's leadership. So hearing from the men and the women. Amazing. So where can our listeners find you? Yeah. So automotivediversity.com.
1: Okay. Yes. Nice. Automotivediversity.com. Di- yes. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Thank you so much, well, Cheryl, you. for coming Blessing in. for I having mean, me. I, I think you're doing great work and I think a lot of women are benefiting from it, I hope. And it seems like men are benefiting, companies are benefiting. And I think that's really what it's about is how can we help each other and help you know, these companies, as That's times right. are changing and, you know, people are changing, environments are changing, how can we help them stay relevant? Because at the end of the day, if the company doesn't evolve, they die. Exactly. I mean, we are seeing a lot of companies, you know, really, they're coming down. Uh, you know, under the armor, if they're not, you know, if they don't have diversity and inclusion policy that, you know, really advances women and men um, in, in various sexual orientations. And so I think that your work is, is amazing, is it's relevant, and I hope that you continue to, you know, Lead the the conversation around women in in, in automotive and diverse yeah. And thanks.
0: Just just one more thing I want to pop in there is um, you talk about industries need to change. You know, automotive industry is doing that right now. They're changing. They're adapting with autonomous vehicles and mobility and connected <sighs> cities and yes, all of that. Right. Yes. So the the auto industry has responded to this change or die call, and now it's time to modernize the workforce to align with that. <sighs>
1: I love it. I love it. Thanks for coming in. Thank you, Blessing. Have a wonderful day. Thanks, you too. Thank you for tuning in to the Mother Honestly podcast today. If you enjoyed this episode, we urge that you go on and rate, review, and subscribe to the Mother Honestly podcast. Also follow us on Instagram. Yes. And if you would like to be a guest on our podcast, you can reach out to me, the podcast manager, Kristen Baffo, at Kristen at MotherHonestly.com. I'm so excited we have our own email. It makes us I feel know. legit. Well, see you guys when you rate, review, and subscribe to us. Thank you. Thank you.